Hey everybody, Rose here. Before we get started, just a couple quick things. First, we're experimenting with recording equipment uh, to try to get Gala away from my cat that she's very allergic to. So bear with us if you hear some humming or rustling sounds. I promise we'll have it resolved for the next time around. And secondly, I wanted to throw in a quick trigger warning. We do talk about this season of the L word, which means we do touch on substance misuse and suicide. So if those subjects are hard for you, you might want to skip over this episode or just make sure that you have some care in place for afterwards if anything comes up. Uh, Without any further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. Hi. How's it going? Did you miss us? A little bit? I hope you missed us. Rose and I are recording. It is January. It has been January for... Six months. Six months. At least. When it was first January, (laughs) we lost a blue diamond in the ocean. (laughs) We've been searching for it ever since. Ever since. (laughs) Didn't find it. (laughs) Did find some cool tacos. Oh, yeah. Rose has been adventuring in the warmer climes. I have. uh, I went on... A vacation that was much needed. Anyway, we're back now. Mm-hmm. Sorry it took so long, but really that episode with Maddie was so good. I feel like it was like worth like two or three. Yeah, I mean, you guys are just really lucky that you got to listen to us talk to somebody so <laughs> funny and so smart. Okay, so um, Capricorn season is wrapping up. Um, it's wrapped basically, but yeah, it's it weird, but it's cause it's like, it is wrapped in that. Now it's like Aquarian birthday time, but it's not wrapped because all these planets are, are still, still like chilling in fucking Capricorn. But you know what? I just feel like the Capricorns of the world are just like fucking riding high on it. They're just like, Sure. Just taking it, taking the punches, moving along, doing what needs to get done the way they always know how to do. What do you think, Rose? I mean, I guess it's like if everything's always hard all the time and you make everything impossible for yourself all the time, would you really notice that all of the world was making everything impossible? Yeah. I feel like it would be almost like uh, justifying, like yeah, like, like you took the long way around the mountain, but you're like, oh, the mountain's crumbling. It's a good thing I took this long, low road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that there is uh, an overall vibe of like, welcome to hell. Been here all my life. The hell mouth. They're just like chilling on top They're of it. They're just hanging out there. They're just like, this is normal mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, um, and then I feel like you know, speaking of the sort of you know the the goat pile up mm-hmm. it's like on the other side of things like I mean I know that like there's probably a cancer right now listening to this with like tears in their eyes but I do feel like cancers seem like they have just been getting their shit together too like yeah. in their own way like cancers don't often don't even look like they're getting their shit together like you can't cause it's like they look so spread out <laughs> Like, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes. They're like, I'm taking 20 classes. But so you're just like, are you sure um, that you've got your shit together? But then somehow, 
they are like they look like they're like have they taken this year or two years and they have just fucking reworked themselves completely and then when this like goat pileup came to call they were like I'm on I'm on my north node shit you know Mm, (laughs) I'm doing that work so I feel like I've just been thinking about those like you know these like nodal focuses and this like goat pileup and Mm -hmm. how so much of the conversation has been like about the difficulty yeah what I was thinking about is like all those planets piled up in Capricorn at the bottom like I think about resistance training and Mm -hmm. that like there is more resistance for cancer and the most for them out of any sign because they're directly opposite but how they're seeing results mm-hmm. which is I think stealing them a little bit <laughs> you know what I mean like they're like yeah. oh wow I'm getting really shredded right now so yeah. like I'm gonna fuck it I'm gonna keep it up you know mm-hmm. like I feel like there's like a little bit of a turning point where they're starting to see the fruits of their labor and even though it's super hard they're also recognizing like that they're growing right and feeling good about it. Mm-hmm. But do you think that's happening for their cardinal friends, the Libras and the Aries no. of the world? No, I think they keep getting T-boned. <laughs> what is T-boned? <laughs> no, T- T-boned. <laughs> what do you say? T-boned. Do you never like, heard? Are these meat terms? No, it's like a crest. Oh. You never heard somebody get T-boned? I don't know how to drive Car-tops. and I used to not eat meat, so. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know a lot of people... Yeah, I can see how the conversation wouldn't happen as much. I just got confused. Tell me about the T-boning. What's happening? How are they getting boned? T-boned. Well, if you just think about it chart-wise, something 90 degrees to your left or right is, like, just outside of your peripheral vision Mm -hmm. until it gets pretty close, at which point... Yeah, or, like, a threat. Yeah. Like, not, like, completely outside, but, like, that feeling where you can't quite see, but you can, like, you can, like, you're, yeah, like, you what the fuck is over there? there? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, you know something's happening, but you don't know what it is until kind of it's too late. So, I feel like it's just a series of, like, really um, un- unpleasant surprises. Right. Because, uh, especially, because the eclipse cycle, the Capricorn Cancer, Capricorn Cancer, Capricorn yeah, Cancer eclipse so cycle. Yeah, emphasis yeah. that's been hitting them on their icmc access right yeah 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 especially if you're rising yeah mm-hmm. if you're libra rising or an aries rising for sure doesn't sound good to me man oh it just sounds like uh, a lot to chew on if you were if you were an aries rising or like had really strong aries placements mm-hmm and you were experiencing this sort of um, just difficult aspecting, what do you think would be like a, a good, like a good way to attend to it in like an ordinary sense, like in the daily life sense? I'd probably smoke a little weed. <laughs> Weird. Rose, the Aquarius, thinks we weed. <laughs> okay, but what if you can't smoke weed or you're, like, sober? You know, like, what if it can't be something that's, like, an intoxicant? I mean, you need to find something that will help you detach a little bit and mellow out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like... Like the yoga. Yeah, like yoga, if you're into yoga, or something to put things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, things may feel really big to you, and they... I'm not saying they aren't, but there's also so much more going on and I think that sometimes feeling small is actually really soothing 
Because mm-hmm. a lot of that pressure is in their like public image. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then just also home stuff is getting like triggered too mm-hmm. for people like big time. So like I know that can be really hard and that orients your whole view of the world. But if philosophy is your thing, like I don't know, read some fucking Ram Dass. Yeah. That dude makes me feel so calm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what makes you feel? What like tell us a little bit? What makes him like? Um, what makes what makes you feel calm in his like in his words? Well, he was like just a really self-effacing, like humble dude. Mm-hmm. You know, but also not. He felt he felt very genuine the way that he spoke and just like mm-hmm. seemed like he had like a lot of grace and he talks a lot about suffering and, and grace and uh, which I know he's not the first person to talk about that but he's pretty good at stripping dogma out of language and asking nice. questions in, instead of being like I know everything yeah because you can't do that to Aries anyway no. and he speaks in plain language that people can understand and tries to find a simple way to break down complex ideas mm-hmm. so that it's super accessible which I think is cool and also because I think that's just how he sees the world that's what you think Aries need to be doing what do you think Libra should be doing liberals should be listening to Ronda <laughs> okay do you think that they should be, like, introducing the same sort of, like, approach? I feel like they're... I feel like there's, like, a different sort of home life energy that's getting hit for Libras than mm-hmm. for Aries. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just, like... Comfort zones are getting invaded. Mm. Or sort of, like, the... The internalized origin story is getting restructured. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or reinforced. I think. Yeah. Well, you know, that's how it goes. I don't know. Do you have a suggestion for Libras? I don't know. For Libras, um, I think that Libras should be doing more sleeping guided meditation. Mm-hmm. That's just a random thing I thought of in my intuition mind. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, don't be scared. Like, what I did, because I'm a suspicious Scorpio, is when I was going through some big heartache a couple years ago, and a friend of mine sent me a bunch of, like, CDs Mm -hmm. to listen to. I was like, this note, like, CDs, come on. (laughs) She's a cancer, so she was just like, ah, I broke out my CDs. Just so sweet. Sweetest girl. Um, sweet. uh, Sweetest person. But, like, I was like, all right, I gotta figure out a way to listen to something, like, that, you know, I don't need to be in charge of somehow. Um, so I did go on the, on the YouTube and, um, I listened, I just listened to them when I was awake. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to like convincing me to like send them millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And and then I was like, this is fine. Like this, there's some, there's some great different voices. Some of them are really robotic. Some of them less so. And, um, it really restructured my relationship to my dreams and my sleep. Mm. And I think that, um, I think that Libras, like, I think that Cancers has spent a lot of time in these past couple of years really getting in touch with, like, the parts of their healer selves that they've forgotten about. Mm. But I think that, like, that hasn't been the work that Libras have had to do. Like, they've already kind of been inside of whatever work they were doing. Mm. But I think that whatever is missing, it would help to strengthen their relationship to their subconscious. So, mm-hmm. and sleeping does that. Just, like, having deeper sleep, stronger sleep, mm-hmm. more exploratory sleep, creating space for lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. Those are my uh, super woo 
thoughts for yeah Libras. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I think a little help turning the brain down a notch mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. have to turn it off I have no suggestions for Aries because I don't know how their minds work anymore I actually haven't been around <laughs> one in a while so I don't even know what they're up to mm. over there but I actually think that it's like but I do think that my I think maybe my advice would be the direct opposite mm-hmm. of the Libra advice but not really like I do think a physical centering mm-hmm. like any kind of physical practice that's why I was like oh the yoga like that makes yeah, sense yeah. but I think like a meditation practice like any waking physical practice where you have to be really in touch with your body mm-hmm. um and so it's like so your outside self like your physical outside self yeah um even because I feel like maybe the all the energy on like the sort of that like public self yeah then that becomes the self yeah, I think there's also, like, a maybe an urging or a bidding to uh, follow through, mm-hmm. which can be challenging uh, for our Aries friends, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are really stepping up to the plate. Definitely. and speaking, uh, collectively speaking. Yeah. I get proud all the time. Like, I see my friends just, like just stepping forward into really good versions of themselves and I don't know makes me feel good about this like little daddy pile up (laughs) (laughs) old papa pie that's what we'll call it that's gonna be the name of this episode old papa pile up why not it is true that we stiffed the aquarians we didn't stiff the Aquarians, we stiffed the Capricorns. Oh, is that what we did? They like it stiff. I mean, not for nothing, it's kind of true. Like, <laughs> don't you want to be able to complain about the fact that you get by with so much less than everybody else? Like, you didn't even get a whole episode for yourself <laughs> because this fucking Aquarius asshole went on vacation for a month. So, you're welcome, Saturn's children. I'm the younger child. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, if only one would just date me, I might remember them. Um, oh, so. shit. <laughs> oh my Did god, you have is, anyone in mind? Oh my god, this is so funny. I, we might have to edit this out, but I did uh, I did text my friend downstairs for batteries for our recorder, and she did just text back, for your vibrator? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why she wanted to make sure you were taken care of. That's so nice. It's really nice. Everyone is really good to each other. That's what being a dyke is all about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like... Is I'm just... I'm just... Oh, yeah. Just being really it good to... Be, yeah. yeah, just being really good to each other. Yeah. And sometimes being good means being strict, bad... bad Oh, it's strict. Like a Capricorn. Yeah, like a Capricorn. Sometimes being good to somebody means telling them that they're not living up to their potential. I don't know. What else are Capricorns really good at doing? I mean, working. 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 Fighting. Fighting. Capricorns are... Have you never experienced a Capricorn's righteous anger? Uh, no, I dated a couple of Capricorns, but, like, they never really got mad at me. There was just, like, literally that time when that one made me a mix for, like, Valentine's Day, and the first song was Stop Your Sobbing by The Pretenders. And I was like, <laughs> cool. Uh, 
cute, cool message. Thanks. Did they not like the fact that you um, cry all the time? I don't know. I've never seen you cry. I mean, I've seen you cry on your girlfriend's Instagram. Yeah. But <laughs> I haven't That's seen... That's like how I cry most of the time. I haven't seen... Like, I never see you cry. Oh, no, I don't cry around you. Why not? I don't know, God. Well, you don't upset me, I guess. Okay, I'm not going to upset you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you know what? A I lot of people cry, cry around from, me. like things that I think are beautiful or poignant. It's because we haven't watched any, like, moving movies together. Yeah, it's like Jenny and I went to go see fucking It Feels True You Could Talk, and, oh, like, shit. they played the opening shot, and I was like... Because it was beautiful music, and it was a beautiful shot. Listen, I cry from... I cry from movies all the time, too. I'm a big, like... I cry for bad TV shows, too. I mean, sure, sometimes there's just a shoe, and it's really little. Yeah. And it's just so sweet to think that a baby that little would even need a shoe. They're not walking anywhere. You know, it's so gestural. <laughs> like, it's just this, Baby like, shoes are wild. Baby they don't need too. They can't even, they don't have an ankle, really. So it's not like, there's nothing that the shoe is just like gripping onto that ankle is all it's doing. Oh, it's kind of, you know, that's why they lose those little shoes all the time. Because there's no real feet yet. And yet, and yet people make those, they're like, they're like size point twenty five. It looks like a sex wedge with like, <laughs> what? A sex wedge? Or, or, you know what I mean? What? Like how their foot is just like a triangle. We oh, a triangle. I just need to underline this moment <laughs> when talking about a baby <laughs> shoe, you made me picture oh what a cone that somebody like jacks off on. No, that's not what it is. It's supposed to like help people you... get in different positions. What? You never heard about like a you didn't see that whole thing where like I think Cara Delevingne or something and her girlfriend were like sex sling. Well, they were doing a sling, I guess, right? I don't. But this is her name also Ashley Benson. Is that the yeah, name who of the girlfriend? We'll put it in the. It's hard because I. In my mind, she's, like, one of the pretty little liars, um, Hannah, mm. and um, which is great because everybody who watched Pretty Little Liars, at least for the first couple of seasons before it got yeah. wild, just, I feel like, I just felt that queer femme energy right away. Mm. Like, I was just like, oh, she's so cute. And then she was dating this guy named Caleb, and I was like, that's a lesbian. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's like when they put that guy that could be a lesbian on the teen show. Robert Pattinson or whatever. No, Robert Pattinson, I I guess I didn't. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant a beard. Like you mean like a no. Like I mean a like a Leonardo man DiCaprio. lesbian. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Like when they have a character where you're like, this is like this is like every les like lesbian's pre lesbian. Timothy Chalamet, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's totally a pre lesbian. <laughs> is that what they're called, the pre lesbian guy? Oh God, we have to think about that. It has to be just the right phrase so that it's not upsetting to anybody. Yeah. We like. Is it just lesbian light? L I T. Is it lesbian proxy? But I feel like lesbian proxy are like the the, no, the friends that's of like lesbians. PJ Harvey. Yeah, that's like a Janine Garoff. Yeah, exactly. Um, it but has to be a word like, that sort of evokes a teen because they're usually like those teen boys that like haven't fully like hit yeah. a kind of masculinity that's like striking. What it what it what is a good teen boy word? Wow. I think we might just have to think about this and then circle back around. I feel like it's uh, the premature lesbian. Yeah, it's like it's like a germinating. None of these are good. It's like a twink, but it's not. No, it's not a twink. That's that's somebody who is of age who looks like a teenager. Yes, or not, or somebody who is really young, even a teenager, and like 
believes themselves to be in a, a perfectly safe and consensual sexual yeah. relationship. Um, and I don't really have judgment against those people because I was one of them. <laughs> so, uh... Me too. No, 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 no. It's we inappropriate. Like, we like what we like, okay? <laughs> you know? They're shades of harm. <laughs> I think that's... If I've learned anything... Is that during it? During this eclipse season. Oh, yeah. During this eclipse season. That's a good one. They're shades of harm. They're shades of harm. It's tr- That's really good. That's probably my learning, too, because we're... Huh. Doing some things there with it. Well, because we're like, like mm-hmm. in conjunct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just made the sign of the wheel. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that 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 is true about. Because um, I feel like I've been thinking about that a lot as well, yeah. personally. Yeah, for sure. The shades of harm thing, like, I don't know. I think I spend so much time alone that, like, sometimes when I when I witness or like am adjacent to like petty arguing or something I'm just like what is happening like I think if it's it happens to me all the time these variances of it like Mm -hmm. this like feel like when I go back into the the, like the regular human world and then it's really surprising sometimes how like how upset people can get about things where they can just be like this actually it's already it's already passed it's just sort of (laughs) Uh, you're actually already over it like yeah like it's just that your pride isn't over it yet but you already are do you know what i'm saying i think i know what you're saying <laughs> i think but i you're do not sure i'm not totally sure you know just like freeing up a little space on the old emotional hard drive you know because mm-hmm. i like it does it takes up space it takes up energy yeah so that's what i mean like the yep. sort of like the harms already like your actual pain past yeah. Well, just like the eclipse season. Yeah. Just I'm, one more round, y'all, and then uh, we get to go like to Gemini Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, misinformation is going to be... Isn't it in July? That's the end of this particular, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, we can't... It's going to be a while. Yeah. It's going to be a bit. And, you know, Pluto doesn't leave Capricorn until 2027, so... There's also that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm chill with that. Okay, so what do you think of this new L word? Well, well, you know, it is Aquarius season, so it feels appropriate to talk about the way that we live mm-hmm. as a collective. How so? Why does it love. feel appropriate? Well, you know, that's like Aquarius' whole jam. Like, we're... The hopes and fears and f- the future and the collective <laughs> and the hive mind uh-huh. and technology... Do you think that this L word is, like, representing the hive mind? I'm looking at it for the dog. I feel like it's just the black... I feel like Black Mirror is a true story, and I feel like the L word is a black mirror of our... Like, it's just, like, the weird upside-down world. Like, mm-hmm. it's like they fed people's complaints into a computer, and the algorithm got it right but wrong. Like, they, like, addressed everything but did the exact wrong thing Tell me, it. like, can you give me some examples of this really great um, idea? Bet's going to make some really powerful political statements as the mayor. And then they give us a, like, weird, like, dare version speech about uh, the opioid epidemic. Like, mm-hmm. do you remember that clip where she's like... It looked like a... Like, first the of episode all, of my so-called life where they, they go to the... 
um, the factory. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, that's actually a really touching episode, and I cry every time. But, but still, it just. <laughs> I just like I couldn't even. I also like couldn't be fully present for it because I was so embarrassed by the entire season. So I feel like. Um, Making a super specific example of that will be hard, but like her whole like her whole mayoral storyline, also how they were like people love big little lies. Let's just push a guy down the stairs. Like, <laughs> but also like I think that I get really irate, and this is one of you can tell me this is astrological. Mm-hmm. I get extremely irate when TV shows have like pivotal plot points that aren't functionally true like there's just like not there's like contraindication to that situation so it's like with mm-hmm. bat mm-hmm. like this dude like literally there are cameras everywhere yeah. already filming her this dude runs at her first he pushes her child yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she pushes him off the child there is clearly in that episode so much footage around that event and it's just impossible in like any version of the ordinary world like for it to be on her like you would have these shots of this dude charging this woman and her child like women and children is a thing you know so the fact that like in the next episode even though we all saw the attack and we know it was photographed and recorded they're just like oh it's all on us we pushed him he's awful and I was just like and nobody, and everyone, like, no one talks about what could have happened to the footage. People don't even really bring up the, the Angie getting pushed down first part. Yeah, like, there's, like, a little bit where there's some reassurance, but it's not, like, the like nobody's like, listen, come on, footage of him attacking your daughter. No one says yeah. it. And I'm sitting there going, like... But so, like, that felt really bad and, ha- like, mm-hmm. half-hearted. The whole narrative around Kit. Also, when they started talking about, like, you don't even know why Bet run for mayor. I was like, where's Kit? Oh, mother. They killed Kit, didn't I they? That could they have been Jenny. I mean, it could have been Jenny. Oh, Jenny could have been the... Yeah. Yeah. It could have been a Jenny OD. Yeah. Although, like, no... Like, I mean, Bet wouldn't be so passionate about something that no, happened to Jenny. No, of course not. I didn't mean they accept that it happened in her pool, which is still, <laughs> so like... Fuck. Oh, yeah, that would be really fucking traumatizing. Yeah. To find that... But, like, why couldn't Kit just be on a world tour right now and be having a good time? Why did they have to continue to punish Kit? Well, because probably she didn't didn't want to actually come back to the show. They didn't explain where anybody went. Yeah. Like, that's the only person that they explained where they went. Then Jenny was just like, whatever. And then Mia Kirshner is, like... Just on the internet randomly saying Jenny's not dead. Sounded like Rose McGowan (laughs) on the internet. Just getting wild. You know what I'm talking about. The way that Rose McGowan and Azealia Banks both talk on the internet, they get wild. They do get wild, you know. Every it's like also Alyssa Milano. Kanye, Alyssa Milano, Alyssa, like, wild. What happened with the sex strike? Is that still going on? What? <laughs> I mean, I hope you know. I hope it is for their own sakes. Well, yeah, me too. They're yeah. having a better time, I think. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Some people just don't want to have a good time and. That's, That's their choice. That is their choice. That's their choice if they don't want to have a good time. Don't. Wait, but I have more questions. Okay, I'm right here. Okay. I have a question also. Yeah. Do you want some ice cream? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess people in general are wild on the internet, which, mm-hmm. like... Um, Wait, who was the original wild person on the internet? Mia Kirshner. Oh, Yeah. So, like, okay, you're telling me 
Jenny and Kip both committed suicide. Hmm. Kind of put a trigger warning in the beginning of this episode. I mean, an overdose is not necessarily a suicide. That's true. Especially not if it's like... Right. Oh, right. It was that the storyline was like so short. It was like, oh, she got in a car accident and then the doctor prescribed her Mm -hmm. painkillers. And then, which like I understand that that is a common narrative, but this is also somebody who we as an audience have an emotional attachment to, Mm -hmm. who also know has a complicated history with substances, which Mm -hmm. like I understand that doctors can be shitty, but I also don't believe that Bette wasn't like in the hospital with her, like ordering everybody around, Mm -hmm. you know, like I feel like she would have been like this woman has a history of substance use like she's always in everybody else's business and not taking care of her own do you think so, she wasn't around do you think that she was somewhere else maybe she was cheating maybe whatever maybe she was that's like the <laughs> only activity like I was like literally meant that she was like traveling to a different city or like just not in the area and you're like yeah maybe she was cheating <laughs> like no did you see that poll that, like, the dating site put out that showed that Capricorns are the most likely to cheat out of any sign? No. Was it... What was it? Wait, who put it out? Mm, I forget, but I'll put a link to it at the end of this episode. What do you think that is? Um... Because you think that, too. I think it's, like, the delayed gratification thing gone too far. Hmm. You know? Oh, so it's, like, a mistake. They're, like... That's not what happened with the carpenter, though. That is not. Well, but kind of. There was a pressure that built, and then it just, like... Like, instead of cutting it off... What a beautiful off, eruption it was. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, instead of cutting it off when, like, uh, you have a chance of saving yourself, mm-hmm. just being like, I'm going to let this build, because I love to let things build up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love it to be agonizingly slow. Because mm-hmm. then I'm going to really want it. That's some Capricorn shit. Is that what your Venus is like? Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> I was like, I was listening to you talk, and I was like... Mm. You were like, oh. <laughs> I was like... Mm. It wasn't like an awe, because it wasn't mm. like, you know... It was just more like a... Mm. Okay. Yeah. But it's like, it being unbearable, I think, is the thing that Capricorns mm. like, but then sometimes they overestimate their stamina. Yeah, they're like, all of a sudden, the unbearable becomes, like, untenable. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, especially if they have some Aquarius or Sagittarius placements, then I feel like sometimes those would pop off. <laughs> but you're not a cheater. Mm, or it seems I like you're not. Been. You have been? When I was well, younger, I didn't know how to break up with people. Oh. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I cheated a few times. Like, like, in a way that was, like, very surprising to the relationship, or in a way where... Yeah, in ways that were surprising to me, too. But always born of bad boundaries. <laughs> you know? I know. Also, like... You know, we've talked before about the, like, butterflies being, like, sometimes not a good sign. And so I feel like sometimes, like... I misread or ignored cues or got excited by them when it was actually like this is actually bad news and you're gonna feel really bad about it afterwards yeah like you know what I mean like if I could do something and not feel bad about it it'd be different but I don't have that Mm mhm yeah yeah so but you know 
Does Bet have that? I feel like Bet only feels bad most of the time. Like, I think that maybe the confusion is, like, in those moments where we saw her cheating, Mm -hmm. is that when she looks like she feels bad, which she does even in the sex scenes a little bit, like, (laughs) you know, it, like, turns to pain. It's, like, her, like, kind of pained face. But it's, like, the same pained face she makes when, like, there's a sex scene is the same pained face she makes when, like, Tina tells her that she's married. Oh my god. Also, can we talk about for a show that supposedly she's married is taking substance use seriously? Mm -hmm. The amount of alcohol misuse on this season that like you can't tell how you're supposed to feel. Like, did you when they're having dinner, Bet pours them a glass of wine, opens another bottle, pours more wine, then asks Tina if she wants to have a whiskey. Mm -hmm. Like Bet is like clearly already drank, like hmm. Nearly a full bottle of wine. So you think that um, that feels then really Finley's, disjunctive to you in, like, relationship to... I just can't figure out what the show is trying to say. Like, mm-hmm. are they trying to make a message that, like, hey, we are, like, political and taking things seriously and then just bungling it at every turn? Mm. Oh, that's right. You're going back to, like, that... The the previous thing where you... The, the feeding... Feed it into a generator and see what comes out. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just feels like they tried to hit, like, the hot button issues and fill the quota or, like, a diversity committee, like, wrote the entire show mm-hmm. using a Mad Lib. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, I do think that's a good question to ask about, like, Finley's storyline. Yeah. Because all of a sudden now it became, like, the best friend sex storyline. Or as I like to call it, the two bananas rubbing. But like, Or as I like to call it, the Dana and Alice yeah. storyline. Where it's like, yes, it's different, but it's still the same. And then, like... Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's Go not. I it. mean, I'm hearing you. Like, I feel like, uh, yeah, like, and that's. I feel like in this and that scenario, then like Finley would be the Dana, I guess. But instead mm-hmm. of like not being self-aware about like the problem of, of being in the closet, you're like not self-aware about the fact that like you need to get sober or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just like what happened to Finley's storyline, which is really important. You know, it seemed to me like... I mean, it's, it's funny, because it's, it's like as a, you know, like that writer brain kicks in, and I'm like, well, this is real life. So, like, in real life... No. It is like this. Like, in real life, you meet someone who's a fucking mess, and, like, probably would benefit from, you know, addressing their substance abuse issues. And then, you know, they meet someone who, like, triggers a high point for them in mm. their like ability to perceive themselves as like non-functioning or whatever and then like in the story version what we want and crave is for then that person to move forward into like what they've been prompted to look at inside mm-hmm. of themselves and it's fine in the story version too if there's a moment where they have a detour and they fuck up and they like yeah. fuck somebody in some room or whatever unfortunately for everybody involved in that <laughs> scenario <laughs> um, but like because like Tessa is so fucking hot and like also then like Finley has to not only deal with, like, the guilt of, like, being a hot mess, but then also, like, pulling somebody off of the wagon. So, like, really bad on both accounts there. So, if we're going to get mad at Finley, we also need to get mad at Shane. Why are we mad at Shane? 
I'm just saying that... Did you see how she has a cute dog now? Um, Tessa made her own decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shane was just as much of a trigger for her to start drinking because she fucked Oh, her oh you're saying blame Shane for the I'm the just going to say, if you're going to say that Finley dragged... Well, first of all... Oh, wagon. wait. We have to go back to the original thing then. I don't... I in no way blame Shane for sleeping with that person. I I no. actually saw that scene as like somebody being taken advantage of. Yeah, me too. And again, this is one of the same questions, like the questions of the intention of the writer, like that we're having, because it's like after that first scene where you see Shane like totally fucking wasted, and you can tell because she's like slurring her words and she's yeah. not finishing her sentences, yeah. and then like this woman who like who works for her comes in, and then like. Shane is clearly not giving any version of enthusiastic consent or even interest. Like, literally, is like, go away. And then this person, like, just forces themselves on her. And, like, we know some things about Shane, and we know that sometimes her response is to just, like, lead into it, even if that's not okay for her, right? You know, we know that from, like, the last time we were watching this show. So... To me, like, I went away from that episode being like, holy fuck, like, this is going to be a moment where, like, maybe Shane has to reflect on moments where, like, you know, she leaned leaned into, like, the idea of herself that people gave her, Mm -hmm. but, like, actually she's, like, been on this, like, edge of self-harm this whole time, Mm -hmm. you know, and whatever, and then, like, the next episodes come up, and everyone's like, oh, Shane did it again, Shane the player did it again, this is a loose pussy bitch did it again <laughs> like you know and I'm like wait you know like what's happening here that like this is like and there's no moment throughout this whole show when that scenario is ever addressed as possibly not Shane's fault yeah that's true that's a good point also can we just talk about can we Alice yeah, we can talk about Alice. But I love Alice. What are you going to say? Looked great this Looked whole great. season. They Possibly out- the only person who had a stylist. That's what I think, too. I think it's because people finally figured out what Alice's gender is. Yeah. Like, Alice's character and her gender match. Yeah. As opposed to the original L word, where she, like, had all these, like, bubble sleeve shirts and that was so confusing it was very confusing it was confusing it's like people could only think of one type of femininity they were just like this is the only kind of femme there is like garish Mm -hmm. like the big bows and shit yeah it was just strange um and this like watching her character and then watching the outfits it was a complete match you know but what else I thought that was great. What happened? What was this storyline? It was so fake in so many ways. Oh, you mean the thruple? Well, like the thruple. Yeah, like how are we just gonna ignore that this person was on the front porch with a baseball bat? Oh fuck! I forgot about that. Yeah, like and Wait, then you just like let. What was she it. doing? Uh, she, I feel like she, she had cheated. Mm-hmm. Gigi. Oh, Gigi. Yeah, I mean, I think Gigi is like fucking hot as fuck. Yeah, definitely. That's strong so eyebrows. And then it was like they did listen to five minutes of our podcast because didn't they then they were like, oh, we're going to not pretend this person is a totally different race. Mm. 
Yeah. Like, she's a, she was talking about speaking Farsi. Yeah. Right? I mean, sure, but we don't know anything about Gigi. You That's know what true. I mean? It's like, it's as if they just, like, threw the language in so that we'd know. They to were... Tick off the box. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, 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 like no other... What about, like, if these are shared kids? Like, you know what I mean? There yeah. could be cultural things that are, like, a part of the story. No, it's just Once you have kids, you, you do stuff with them, you know? You just read the that Traditions. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. The it's hard that thruple. Like I thought, I was really annoyed by it. On, well, first of all, that sex scene for me, their first sex scene, super hot. Yeah, like, that was cool. That was the coolest part. I was like, great. It was one of the first lesbian sex scenes I'd seen in a long time, where like. It, there wasn't like gentle music playing you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like no matter Soft what focus, yeah. yeah like instead mm-hmm. it was just like it looked like actual fucking so it's fun um the sex scenes got a little better but then there was a few of them mhm I mean what are the other you know what I mean like Tessa and Finley, Finley. sex that's the only time that I felt okay seeing Finley at all <laughs> I'm sorry I have a hard time with um I have a hard time with that character. Why do you think? And that actor. They they were also in that show about, like, sex and dating in Chicago. Easy. Did you mm. watch that show? I did, but I don't remember that. I found their character very annoying there. So they take... They, so it's like... The, like they they keep taking the same role that's, like, kind of, like, dopey... Hey, buddy. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, like, it's like if Goofy was a lesbian... <laughs> It would be Finley. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. You know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Because can I just? I've just thought about this for so long. Because Goofy is a dog. Yeah. And, and then Pluto the dog has a is dog. Goofy's dog. But but Goofy wears clothes and Pluto's naked. Yeah. And like, is that a? Um, you know, like, is that mm. is that a BDSM relationship that we don't know about? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's fucking, they're the safe species, you know? And oh but one God. of them is just all day naked and, like, wearing a collar. But, listen. That was a good digression. Yeah, digression. I didn't realize that about Goofy, Goofy yeah. having a dog named Pluto. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because of Pluto and astrology. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I just I think I just think of Sophia as just like a helpless pup and like she's just like look at me look at me pet me pet me touch me touch me touch me yeah. I'm in the shower your eyes didn't linger yeah and then your friends did and it was weird but it's also like get a grip like I don't know I get it like I've been codependent in my life and will always have that as a part of me inside even as I work against it but there's something about the writing of that character and I found actually that Mm -hmm. it depends on who I talk to because some people will be like oh yeah of course like Danny's a bitch like why should you give her attention and I'm like okay Mm -hmm. and I'm like you know on the show it always looks like Danny's like, I don't have anything to just say right now or give me some space. And then Sophie's like, talk to me! (laughs) You little bitch, open your mouth! Like, like as if it's like a fight, you know? And then Danny's like, no, I've got... I'm just stressed or tired. And then she's just like, you've never loved me! (laughs) Mm -hmm. It feels like in the beginning, 
Danny was like pretty controlling and kind of shitty and dismissive, mm-hmm. but then I don't know how elegantly it played out, but it felt like we were supposed to see a growth arc mm-hmm. in her. Mm-hmm. Though she still could never just like fucking put down her phone or prioritize somebody for a second. Mm-hmm. But she's also like in the middle of a campaign, and yeah. I think about what that looks like. And it's like when you're dating someone who's in like a political field, and there's like the yeah, last you say something. Be well. Yeah, like you just accept that like their mind is elsewhere. Yeah. You know, that's. <laughs> but I think that I think that some of the information that we're meant to glean. Perhaps mm-hmm. is that that's a constant state. There's always a reason that her mind is elsewhere. Mm. But I also identify with needing time to like process feelings before I talk. Because if you ask me to talk when I'm not ready, I'm gonna get frustrated. I'm probably gonna get mad, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna say some shit I do not mean, mm-hmm. or at least stuff that like is not helpful for you to hear. That's only gonna be hurtful. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if I go step back from it and take some time, I can be like. Oh, I wanted to hurt you in that moment, so I, like, thought of this thing, but in fact, this is what I was feeling insecure about and, like, what I need from you. hmm You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I don't... So, yeah, somebody like, being like, you need to talk to me now mm-hmm. when you need space, like, I don't think that's cool. But even, like, I remember, you know, I think that it's good that you reminded me that maybe in the beginning their tensions felt more visible. Like, and I'm not saying I like Danny's character any better yeah it's just that she doesn't annoy me the way Sophie's character does because it's just like it also I guess for me as someone who like was and like continues to work against like being an anxious attached person Mm -hmm. it's like that's just it it feels so overdone like Mm -hmm. it it doesn't have to look like her sort of demanding deep intense processing every single minute like yeah. You know, like, Danny has a fight with her father. They're, like, in the car. Like, it just happened. And then she's like, yeah. let's talk deeply about yeah, this whole other fucking like thing. That. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, like, think about, you know? Anyway. But, like, I didn't like those two bananas together. Those two bananas felt a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, when, I say two, when I said two bananas, I mean Finley and Sophie. Yeah. I guess I really liked their friendship. And that's what I wanted it to be. I liked it too. I wanted them to like maybe even kiss and be like, lol, do you believe we just made out, you know? And sort of just like reveling in like that sweetness and gentleness of friendship. Yeah, but you know, it just seems like Finley is meant to be like a baby Shane and then Danny's a baby Bet, and then it's like, who's Alice? Alice is like Angie. Yeah. You know? And she is the best part of the show, I think. She's so cute. Well, like, we don't see her enough. No, but, like, that's, that's the character that feels the most genuine and, like, cohesive and realistic to me. I Maybe think that's Tessa feels I'm real to me. Tessa felt real, yeah. And then anybody closer in. Like, definitely surrounding characters have, like, a thickness. Like, I liked I liked Tessa's character. I like, like, meeting her sponsor. You mm-hmm. know? I, just, I liked Jose. I just did. I, I just mean, like... I guess it didn't feel fleshed out enough. Yeah, that's fair. I yeah. I thought it was funny that he uh, is Marina of the <laughs> You know, it's what I said when I when I saw his husband. He's like, I'm the husband. I'm like, Marina! <laughs> I know, right? But I was like, really? You're just gonna like... Yeah. That's a wild thing, but I guess that was the stuff he had to sort out. I guess that makes like Micah the Jenny of the show. <laughs> oh my god. 
Which I guess like makes sense because sometimes Mike is gone for four episodes. So <laughs> like it's legitimately, true. we still don't know what his job is. Does he have a job? I just mean like we know like all these supposedly other like main like younger generation characters. It's like we know their jobs, we know their hopes, we know their ambitions, we know their traumas. Like we're following them around. This dude literally is like, "Hey, I'm Asian American and I'm trans. How was your day?" And then it's like, also this guy loves him. Yeah. And then the whole conflict is like. Not it's not even a real conflict because we're not even sure if he doesn't love him. It's just like a he's just like that man loves me question mark yeah. like and that man loves me question mark and it's like this is a character that has a lot of potential and yeah. they just didn't write him anything. Yeah, he's not really doing much. Mm. And then did Tina have to come back? <laughs> <laughs> like also, what happened with all those rumors that Sarah Shahi was going to be on it again? I feel like they just couldn't figure out how to convert her into a Persian. You know what I mean? Like, they, she would have had to come back. Like, like her supposed culture was, like, a huge part of her character. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the thing. They didn't even just, like, pretend a Persian woman was, Latino, like, Latina. Like, they actually were, like... They made it so extra. It they were like, like they were like, let's go to her house. Let's like, let's the put Shane in a quinceanera so dress. So like, bad. I'm just saying they really ham fisted that, and so like, oh now like, how would they get her back on the show? Like without you know having yeah. her do this like culture switcheroo again, which like is not cool anymore. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it wasn't cool back then either. No, definitely <laughs> not. But. but, I mean, like, there would be much more pushback, I think. Yeah. And, like, they, could, they couldn't. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. They couldn't really write themselves out of uh, most of the problems that they created. I mean, they couldn't even write themselves out of the show in the first place. The sixth season was just, like... They're like, and now we present Nancy Drew Mystery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we got Lucy Law. Like, it, it like changed total format. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we began. This is a whole different thing, though. But, yeah, so, I don't know. What is your overarching thoughts? Of- I mean, again, it's just like, okay, now I have some more criticisms. I'd like to talk about the thruple some more. Oh, I was talking about the thruple. Because I don't feel like, I feel like we probably went into a high stream that, like, took us away from the thruple. Like, All I don't right. remember what we said about Let's the thruple. Let's go back to the thruple. We know that the other one is Gigi and she's hot because she has strong brows and muscular arms. Her brows are so good. But also, like, her like she just looks so like taut yeah Yeah. she just looks like muscular you know what I mean like I'm just like wow um and also like when she was fucking Nat like that scene and like she licked her neck you know and I was like that's fine yeah it was (laughs) like that's okay I accept that um thank you for leaving that here (laughs) thank you for the offering um so I really like got excited about the throuple because I just felt like these three actresses together um, were really well balanced, right? Like yeah. the idea, like, and I actually thought that the sort of the first sex scene was so realistic because I could just see it happening that way. Like mm-hmm. people wasted, and then like Alice being like, yeah. Oh, I mean, Alice definitely would do that. When yeah. she was like, you come here or whatever. I was like, this is exactly how I've gotten into throuples. And then. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like 
Okay, so they have like really sexy, not soft music, throuple sex or whatever. Three person mm-hmm. sex because not a couple yet. And then, or throuple. And then, like, the next time we see them, they're just, like, deep into processing. And mm-hmm. it's, like, who will be the one to pick up the kids? We're all living in the same house now. Like, we are official. And I was, like, don't you think you should have sober sex again? Like, don't like don't we get to see them choosing to do yeah. it again, like, without it being a sort of, like, wild moment mm-hmm. before they become a relationship? Like, are we really... Don't you think it is dangerous to advertise to lesbian media that you should just have drunken sex and then move in with someone? With somebody you still haven't processed your terrible breakup where they cheated on you and then showed up and were yelling on the porch. And I think maybe you even called the cops. Like, it was wild. Which also, ACAB, don't call the cops. Call somebody else. But, But, like, I'm just like, they, like, she was just like, hey. We live together now. And also, like, who says that shit to waiters? Like, when that when the service person came in and she was just like, we're not friends. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, are you enemies? Like, <laughs> why does she need to know that all three of you are doing the electric plug? <laughs> God just, like, collapsed. She short-circuited herself. She was, like, too pleased with herself right now. <laughs> Okay. She's been waiting like five weeks. I just said it. I just thought of it in my mind. It was genius. It was right. It just sprung to Aquarius season. It sprung from my brain like like Athena from the from the head of Zeus. Um anyway, so okay, like they're just they're like already in this like dangerous, like foul lesbian territory of like post sex u-haul and then like all of a sudden obviously nat and Gigi are like stuffing each other up and like and alice is like casp what's this and i was like in those surprised and i was just like in these you know how are you surprised emotionally sure but also in all of these like Act, like weirdly videotaped like hours of processing you never once were like hey what's up with this can we fuck when you're not it here? is literally the first rule the of first thruple rule? the first rule of thruple is figure out what the thruple members can and cannot do apart and together yeah that's just the first rule of the throuple. So but have any of them ever been in a throuple? It doesn't matter. You just know. You just know. Like, you think that before you figure out whether or not two people can be fucking on their own, you're going to be like, who's going to pick up the kids for, like... Who's going to make their breakfast? <laughs> oh, you're mad at it? Yeah, uh, like, that's... True. So what you're saying is our priorities were um, <laughs> severely mis- displaced. It just felt confusing. It was just like... It, I mean, but who wrote that? You know? Who was like, but then... Uh, but yeah so anyway like that was weird it was weird to me that the thruple like never talked about doing it one on one two by two and then in the end it's just like not being like I choose you only you and I was like if you guys don't know how to communicate then maybe the polyamory thing's not the problem you know like maybe the problem is just the two of you yeah also, the cafe breakup scene was really good. 
That was my favorite part of the whole show when Alice pushed the chair into the table and then all the water glasses spilled and then mm-hmm. she left. It was really good. That was a power move. That was almost as good as Tina's did you fuck all night before you broke up with her when she lifted up the table and threw it. Oh my god. At the planet. That was really good. Um, in her poncho. In the poncho. How come we didn't get to meet Tina's wife? Is it because they knew we wouldn't believe anyone would ever marry Tina? Why do you hate Tina so much? Is it because her mouth is small? There's something about just the way that she talks. It sounds like she's clenching gravel in the back of her mouth. (laughs) It's a sound thing for you. It sounds and looks like... And there's like a weird flex that happens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I just... I can't explain it. It's a je ne sais quoi. Yeah, I mean, I hate Tina also because she stole the baby. Remember when she stole the baby? Oh, yeah, she did that, like, weird... Then people try to remember it as Bet stealing the baby. Like, the like if people talk about the L word, like the knowers, they'll yeah. always be like, oh, when Bet ran off with the baby. And I'm like... Well, Bet did kidnap the baby. But I'm like, but Bet ran morning. off with a baby because she was, like, literally being threatened by this white woman that this woman was going to take their baby and yeah. raise it with this other white dude and yeah. make her parentage completely illegitimate. And, like... That is wild. That did happen, huh? <laughs> yeah. Tina. I never forgave her. That you messed like... up. That was pretty wild. I just felt like she was just so... Tina? Yeah. It's like even when she like got a job all of a sudden, I just didn't like... I wasn't interested... Got a job. <laughs> she like funny eared. <laughs> got a job. I think she was a producer. Where did the money come from? I don't know. Helena. Mm, right. Did it come from Helena? Anyway, do you think that a thing that Aquarius and Scorpio have in common, and perhaps most fixed signs, is uh, a quality of sometimes just inexplicably not liking somebody yes and just being like i cannot and will not change my mind i don't care if they're a good person but i think that each of them have their own well i don't know what your reason is but i do think that each of them have their own like particular like on brand logic to why they don't like that person the leo will almost always say they're rude yeah, yeah, like they didn't, they did or didn't do this thing to acknowledge me or something. Yeah, exactly. Like they ignored me every time I went to a party and saw them. Mm-hmm. Or that they think that they're hitting on their girlfriend. Yeah, like it's some kind of version of like what they believe to be yeah. rude. I feel like with tourists, they're usually like, they think that somebody is like unrefined in some way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that refining is like a culture, like um, not like a whether or not you like have manners Mm -hmm. but more like also whether or not you have like integrity so Mm -hmm. they're like if someone doesn't feel like integrated to a tourist Mm -hmm. like they have like a deep suspicion of them yeah or grasping qualities yeah and then for Aquarius it's just like if somebody too obviously gives a shit (laughs) you know if somebody's like trying really hard and very nervous like Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm like I hate you Mm mm-hmm it's so mean. It's not fair. It's yeah. really rude. Why do you think out. that's related to the Aquarius? Do you know what I mean? Because for Aquarius, it's like the base, like the most basic way to exist is to like really care about what other people think and really want people to like you mm-hmm. and to like tailor your, the way that you behave if you're not being authentic. 
Mm-hmm. That I feel like the way to be cool and weird is just to like actually just authentically express yourself. And yeah. if you're like really trying for it, that's not cool, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I feel like, like just Scorpio, do your thing and own it. I feel like Scorpio is actually a similar version, but instead of it like just being like your phrasing of like trying too hard, I think the Scorpio is a version as like you want something from me. Mm. So it's like if I feel like somebody like wants something from me mm. and it's like so energetically that looks like when you're out sometimes and someone is just like looking like giving you this like deep look and they're trying to talk to you mm-hmm. but it feels like what they're saying on the surface is not even close to the weird sort of fixation mm. they have said on mm-hmm. you which is similar I think to this person who's kind of like trying too hard yeah but instead it's like I don't even know. It's not the cool or uncool. Like, they might be cool to someone else, mm. but I feel this sort of, like, grasping, like, mm. like clawing at, like, secret energy that's, like, not, you know, mm-hmm. that no one's going to talk about because it's kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> and instead, like, I'm like, oh, no, so I have to be really cool to you because, like, if I give you a little bit, like, you'll want... You want a lot. Yeah. Anyway, so those are, like, I do think that they all have, like, a brand of, a, of like, the person that they're most averse to. Okay, so the L word, what were you saying about it? Why did I just say, here? well, the thruple, and then what happened in the end, I just picked you, and that was wild, and Tina, why did she come back? Nobody likes Tina. Well, you know what? I mean, Angie has a mom. That's true, and but it's I'm like also they, like they would have had to very like, absent. I d- yeah, she's so absent. Although yeah, honestly, like if Tina Did never came back, else? they'd have to have this storyline of like Tina deciding that she hates Angie and never wants to see. Her. You or know what Tina I mean? Got into a car accident and then developed an opioid addiction and then died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tina could have been the one who died. Tina, Tina was driving every everybody who didn't show back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just one car full of people. Who all have confusion about who they want to sleep with. Yep. Also, Isn't Max that funny? is just gone. Wait, but Tina, mm-hmm. Jenny, Kit are all characters who are, like, really grappling with their sexual identity yeah. in different ways. Yeah. And they were like, nope, this is messy for us. Yeah, they are like, let's just put them in a car. Yeah. The car. But Tina's back. But now she's married to a woman. Well, she's getting married. Oh, yeah. I just zoned out a little bit when she started talking. I know. She starts talking, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> but then, like, it's okay that you made a ton of terrible decisions. <laughs> you sound like Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, well, that's, I think I one impression, guys. Or two. It's a good one. Um, But, like, also, what is it with Bet just assuming that Tina's available? Like, just being, I mean. I mean, that's kind of homework, Bet. Yeah, it is. Then she got like crazy. Yeah, yeah, because she's overwhelmed with 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 the with the sad feelings of the fact that the person who she was partnered with is also a person. I know how terrible <laughs> that your ex has moved on as you have. You've had like multiple affairs, but you know what? Mm-hmm. The baby's heartbeat sounds like a stampede of horses. Oh my god! What? what I actually. Fuck? You know what? I kind of loved though when Shane did that. I thought that was so. It like horses stampeding through mud. But I just think it was really funny when then Shane was like, couldn't think of a thing to say. First dad joke. Yeah. Yeah. It did not sound like a stampede. It sounded like 
a, a course or two trotting very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> just along like, a cobble street. Cobble. I was like, you know that scene in The Lion King? That's what it sounds like, but with mud. With mud. The wildebeest oh, it's like, plop, 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 plop. It's just like, what happened here? Eileen, how do you have so much money and you do it so bad? The only authentic thing in that show was that you actually shot it in Los Angeles this time. Oh my God. That was the most real part about it. I mean, I do think Finley is really real. Does Finley have an actual house? This is confusing to me, so can you clarify something for me here? Does Finley live with Sophie Just and Just relax, I have some questions. One, one, I thought that the show began with Finley living with them, yes. and then when Shane was in town, Finley was like, dope, I'm not going to live in that whole complex anymore. And in fact, describes a complex that they mm-hmm. were living in that sounds eerily like this one. Mm-hmm. Also, where does Michael live in that house? Like, what is In the, the living room? <laughs> does he live in, like, some weird Why are they ever having sex in the living room? He, I don't even think he has his own room, like, on the set. Like, I don't think... Like, that's, no, I don't think they built him one. Which, again, <laughs> is just like, wow, cool, thanks for the, like... I mean, I'm glad that this show has gone in the tradition of queer as folk to include one other couple in the midst of, like, only reverse. So it's, like, all these dykes and this one fag couple. Mm -hmm. But then they're, like, not really interested in the fag storyline. And they also, like, are not interested enough to humanize it beyond, like, an identity problem. Mm -hmm. Except this last episode with the husband. Yeah, um, but again, they're recycling... Mm-hmm. Their own material. Yeah. Which I guess, like, shows do all the time, but, uh, wow. Was it terrible? Yes. Did I watch it? Yep. Yeah. Will I keep watching it? Sure will. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I will, too. I wish there was more, you know? Yeah, I mean, the the other I thing wish we, Vita was back. I wish Vita was back, too. I loved Vita. I love Vita, too. It was Vita, so good. Vita had it all. It really did. It really did. It had, like, kinky gay sex. Yeah. You know? It had, like, old butch cuteness. It sure did. It had, um... I would say, like, a little more nuance. And, you know, we got this other show from Showtime that surprised everybody. Yeah, the Works in Progress the show. Work in Progress, which we I think we have different feelings about. I just don't love it, but I, you know what? You've helped me understand that it's just because it's not my type of humor. Yeah, so you feel like it's super unbelievable for a number of reasons. I just think, yeah, I don't know. There's something about... There's something about the main character. What's her name? Abby. Abby. And then the person that they're dating. Chris. Chris. I feel like... I don't know. I just feel like his whole thing is just... It feels unbelievable to me that it's tied to her whole thing. Yeah. And I don't... I mean, it's not that these scenarios don't happen when people are drastically different. But there's something about it to me that feels really forced. Like, they're Mm. like level of like disconnection from each other's worlds like the fact that they don't share any mutual friends Mm -hmm. you know like they're not like part of the same scenes it's not anything like that in any capacity just that alone Mm -hmm. like the fact that they're such an unlikely couple it already is a question mark for me yeah so i'm just like okay like 
here's someone who's like easy socially and like much younger and etc and again like i love big generation gap dates it's just like the huge amount of like difference in the Mm. characters and then the other person is like super neurotic and like socially like has a lot of difficulty for numbers of reasons Mm. and like and yet somehow like they have found each other yeah (laughs) you know and then like it's ultimately a kind of comedy. So I think that sort of odd coupling, which mm-hmm. has no anchors to me, mm-hmm. um, mixed with this sort of like flat kind of grotesque humor. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, 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 really feel uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so what you're saying is lesbian curve your enthusiasm is like not your thing it's not my thing I also really I, I have a really deeply averse reaction to like fat people making fat jokes about themselves mm. um, it just really hurts my heart right I mean I'm not you know like anyone can do whatever they want mm-hmm. um, and make whatever kind of jokes they want it just hurts my heart when I hear it and um, I feel like that character makes a lot of jokes about herself all the time mm. I don't know I I found it to be sweet and witty and funny and also human in that like there were some issues mm-hmm. but I think that it felt earnest in its attempts and it didn't feel to me like they think that they're doing everything right it felt like open to like we might fuck some shit up mm-hmm. which I, I appreciated but I also think that it is very much like a certain humor and I think a lot of that humor rides on presenting situation after situation that's pretty um, ridiculous and like <laughs> unfathomable, right? It's a way to elevate the action. I think not even ridiculous. I think it's like also situations in which I feel deeply uncomfortable. like uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, that's part of it. It's like the embarrassment humor, which it's like that's why I called it the lesbian curvy enthusiasm. Yeah, like, I think just, it's just uh, I think embar- exactly embarrassment humor. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer sort of just, like, regular dry comedy, mm-hmm. you know? For no sure. embarrassment involved. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> a nice thing. There's something for everyone. But as far as... Um, so that's, like, the, the big other show. Yeah, that's a big other show that we've got right now, you know, through our community, for our people. It's true. But there might be other shows out there that we don't know about. We can't keep track of everything. I can't keep track of anything. So if there's more... Oh, you know, it's Sex Education, second season. Good, cute. Oh, my God, Queer. Eric. So I mean, sweet. Eric was amazing in the first season, too. Storyline oh was so... His style is so good. But also, like, the storyline of him, like, being in the headway costume yeah. and, like waiting at the bus stop oh I cried and I cried I was oh, just yeah. like that was one of my TV show crying moments yeah. I was just like fucked up over it it was rough it was mm-hmm. really good I definitely cried watching the second season have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet oh my god the second season is out and it's totally bingeable but I'll save that for when Gala's seen it yeah it's... yeah yeah cause I just like watched Grace and Franks and then you haven't seen that yet no I'm not gonna although like I just don't care I'm gonna save you lesbians now it's like when will they give Lily Tomlin uh, you know caught it's like just let her have what it's like she makes so many queer jokes at grace all the time that it seems like the writers are invested in us having this idea of her as like a fluid yeah some might say water sign and yet like 
it's like only men and it's only men in like a really pointed way yeah but don't those men also feel like pre-lesbians like what it was a fucking organic farmer and before that like <laughs> no that was like that was like a farm farmer's market lesbian yeah exactly <laughs> and then before that like sam waterston's character in there, yeah like, yeah that dude is also a lesbian he yeah that's like a no effects lesbian i don't know what that means <laughs> it's just like emo no effects is an emo yes it is no yes it is no it's like pop punk it's different Oh, yeah, okay. It's not emo. There's no bridge between emo and pop punk? Mm, there is a bridge, and it's Blink-182. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Right. think? And how far away is no effects from that bridge? Half a mile, through. <laughs> well, you're the music expert. You're the music expert, so we'll yeah. just defer to you. Yeah, well, you know. But I feel like should... I mean, I feel like he was country, too, is what I'm well, saying. Well, yeah, yeah. He's definitely, you know... He, like, does breathing exercises. Yeah, he knows whatever. how to tie-dye. But, like... Batik. Excuse me. But don't you feel like it's a little late in the game for Frankie to have starter? Starter packs? Yeah, you're right. That's, like, a finisher pack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's probably... She's already lived a life, you know, you would think, with, like... All those, like, les- lesbian necklaces that she wears all the time, made by... Yeah, like, it's true. Dina, that maybe she would have <laughs> encountered somebody else who she could have sex with that was a woman. I mean, I wonder if she had sex with that woman who came over there to die. I thought about how, like... That person sure had a life. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Is there anything else that we need to touch on? I don't know. Is Aquarius season all about TV? Is it because all this because <laughs> all this TV know, shows right? go back? Well, I think there is something about how quickly media becomes the, part of the collective conscious, right? Mm-hmm. And again, it's it's us projecting ourselves uh, to understand better, right? Yeah, that's and, true. So, I mean. Certainly streaming internet and wireless is not not Aquarius season, and it is winter. It's winter. It's so chilly. But I think that people are going to start to want to get a little social towards the end of the season. A little stir-crazy cabin fever might be kicking in. And certainly it's looking worse and worse out there, so probably a good time to organize and... Oh, yeah, you mean on a political level. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm probably just going to keep watching TV. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not really going to happen until Pisces season rolls in when people actually want to... Yeah. You know... People believe unite. again. Unite. Yeah, unite mm-hmm. for a quote-unquote common good. Yeah. <laughs> so we can just relax until then. There are, I mean, there are protests all the time. I guess your mother just went to a protest. Well, she went to the Women's March, which, I don't know... I don't even know what um, happened with it this year. I feel like there was a lot of controversy, and then I didn't hear a lot about it, but that could describe any day. It's true. It's world. true. Are we set? Yeah, I think so. So, um, yeah, it's Aquarius season. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have any favorite um, Aquariuses, I guess, around the South? Yeah, I mean, I really love Marika Hackman. Mm-hmm. She's an Aquarius. Angel Olsen is an Aquarius. Uh, Cheryl Crow is an Aquarius. It's a whole bunch of white ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, I love The weekend. 
I do not, but he is an Aquarius. I feel like the thing with Aquarians is you don't always necessarily know. Like, some of them are very surprising. Mm-hmm. Like, some of them seem, like, squeaky clean, but then you're like, wait a second, what's happening here? Like, I was listening to Sheryl Crow with Jenny, and it's the song, Love is a Good Thing. And I was like, oh, this song's so cute. And then Jenny's like, it's talking about all the terrible things that happen to people. And I was like, and then the chorus is, love is a good thing? Like, are you fucking uh-huh. serious? Yeah. yeah. Is there any Aquarian dykes? That's what I just looked up Aquarius lesbians. Lesbians. I feel like I know this because often I really like them. Like I'll see one and they'll be like, "Oh, that's an Aquarius." I really like that person. I mean, Ellen, but it's no. like another white lady. And <laughs> Oprah. Hey, Oprah and Gail. Yeah, we know. Oprah's a lesbian. Yeah, we know. Like one of the most famous lesbians. It's true. One of the most famous ones. Alicia Keys is gay. It is known in the Whisper Network. She might be a bi. I also sometimes think Shakira might be a lesbian. Sometimes I think that too. Yoko Ono. Mm-hmm. Um, Christina Ricci. These are all lesbian proxies. It's like the Leo problem. It's the same. Well, I mean, they do share the same problems. We just have the goth ones. But yeah, totally do. So like... Um, <laughs> no, but like, um, like yeah. Oprah, Alicia, Shakira, Yoko, Christina. Oh my gosh! Like most of them. Yeah, and there you have it. You heard it here first. Yeah, it's like the same issue. Aquarians like, and Leos have the same problems. It's true. Carrie Washington. I have questions about. Her I mean, too. I also think that Angel Olsen is lesbian proxy. Yeah. It's true. But she just has lesbian voice. She does have dyke voice. You yeah, know, that's just the... <sighs> so good. Gina Davis? Yeah. I know. Gina Davis, the ultimate lesbian that never was. I know. It's really... We're watching you. Angela Davis? Like, some people don't even know. She never writes about it. Mm-mm. Sure doesn't. She was not out for a long time. Yep. She was pretty cool. Did you know Gloria Steinem was a CIA operative? I don't know if that's true. It was true, and she wrote about it. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to, I feel like, leaving on a conspiracy theory is a great <laughs> way to end our Aquarius episode. Where did she write about it? Uh, I can't tell you. Is it in her book? Later. I think it, I think she wrote about it when she was working for Playboy. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, I guess you have to tune in next time to find out. Find out how one of the leading faces of the second wave feminist movement was an op. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. <laughs> I was like, did your voice just slip down? Yeah, I just had a trouble. <laughs> All right. Thank you. We missed you. Bye. Bye. Big Deck Energy is recorded and mixed by Rose Blakelock and features original music by Knight of Cups. Kara Develine's girlfriend is Ashley Benson, and Marie Claire Magazine claimed Capricorns are the most likely to cheat. Also, can't believe we forgot Megan Thee Stallion and Audrey Lorde in our Aquarius Roundup. So sorry. <laughs>